an excitement in your hearts and in your soul. And I really enjoyed the worship. Thank you for the whole team there. Over the last few weeks, you know we've been looking at the seven words from Jesus on the cross. And you know that we started uh, in the beginning, Howard's brought the one to us, where Jesus speaks to the Father. Father, forgive. You know, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And then the second one we had was to the criminal on the cross. And Catherine brought us that. Today, you will be with me in paradise. The third, Jesus speaking to Mary and to John, woman, here is your son. John, here is your mother. Great deep compassion there as he looked at those around him. And then the fourth one, Jesus cries out to the Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then Lorne brought us, Jesus is thirsty. And Anosa talked to us last week on it is finished. And this week, as you've already gathered, Father, into, my ha- into your hands, I commit my spirit. I loved something that Howard brought out um, in one of his messages where he said that in the beginning, you know, the relationship was Daddy God, Abba Father, Daddy God. And then we see a period of progression where that relationship is disrupted, where Jesus turns from speaking to Daddy God to a formal my God, my God, more formal, more. The relationship has been broken. The, the sins of the world has been placed on our Lord. And then it comes back at the end there to the last words that we're going to look at today. Into your hands. Far, my God, Daddy God again. Why have you forsaken me? Uh, into your hands I commit my spirit. Just a second. Father, I pray that you would just be with us this morning, that you would calm my heart and calm my mind. And Lord, that you would speak. And anything that comes from here would come from you. And anything that's not of you, that you would just wash it out the window. Away from our ears, in Jesus' name. Amen. When I first started looking at this, I started looking at my spirit. You know, it's, it's, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And I, I started thinking about my spirit and I started looking at, at who I am, and, and man, that, was got, that got really depressing. That got really, you know, I started to get quite, I actually started to get quite low and quite depressed. And I, I said to Howard that as I was preparing this, it was one of the hardest messages I've had to look at and think about. You know, um, my, my testimony can be found in uh, the very first words of the Bible. In the beginning, when God created, it was darkness, and and there was a lack of form. There was nothing there. And that's what it felt like to be looking into myself and into my spirit. There was just darkness. There was nothing. There was, there was depression. There were anger. There were things that are in me that I wasn't very proud of. And as I was looking about my spirit and focusing on that, I became more and more kind of just down in the dumps. And as I looked and thought about this, and then I thought, well, you know, Jesus committing his spirit, I mean, his spirit was pure. He, that moment and in that time, he had experienced all of my depression. He had experienced all of my pain. He had experienced the wounds that had done against me and the wounds that I've caused against others. He felt all that. He was carrying that too right then. And I thought about all this and I looked at it and like I said, it just got me depressed. And so I thought, right, I'm just going to sort of forget about the second half of that verse. I only want to look at the first half. Father, into your hands. And I... And I thought about it. You know, I remember 
my papa, my dad's father, and, and we, I would say to him, you know, papa, tell me about God. And, and he would sit there, and he was an old Fijian man, and he'd be sitting in his big armchair, and he'd have his bowl of kava beside him, and um, he would, you know, do the traditional clap, and I would serve him his kava, and then, uh, you know, Papa, tell me about God. And his eyes would just sort of look at me, and then there'd be tears forming his eyes, and all he could say was, my almighty. And, you know, that was enough. And as I pondered those words from a little child right through growing up, I grow, grew to hear and to know my Almighty. And that's our God. Into His hands I commit my junk, my spirit, my failings, my shortfalls. And there's Jesus on the cross at this time where He has experienced the, the punishment and the wrath of, of all those around Him. He'd been beaten. He'd submitted himself to the, to the wounds of men. And there on the cross, the last thing he says is, Daddy God, into your hands I commit my spirit. If I was to ask you, I'm going to ask you actually, just call out a word. What does it mean to you to, to fall into the hands of God? If you're, if you're thinking about falling into the hands of God, just one word, what comes into your mind? And there'll be heaps of different words. Peace. Sorry? Relief. Faith. Safety. Sorry, Isaac, I'm going to be a nightmare. I move too much. Shelter? Shalom. Belonging. Held? Was that what I heard? Comfort. You know, one lady said last week, uh, not last week, maybe it was last week or the week before, one lady said to me when she thought of it, she said she felt ashamed and she didn't want to call out a word because she thought, help. You know, don't feel ashamed if there's something in you that says, wow, all these words of comfort and peace, I don't feel that. But praise God that his hands are safe and his hands are real and his hands are comforting and his hands are a place of peace and safety and security. I asked a friend of mine, she's a 65-year-old lady, I asked her, what is it to you to fall into the hands of God? And um, her words were absolute bliss. I really liked that. Absolute bliss, the hands of God. Then I spoke to my 27-year-old nephew and I said, you know, Alan, what is it to you? What do you think of when I say to you to fall into the hands of God? And he said, the moment. And I thought, man, you weird young new ager. But he, I looked at him and he, and he said, Annie, Chris, come on. You know, he said, I can live in the moment because I know God's got this. So I had to repent and tell him he wasn't a young weird new ager. And that, you know, I can live in the moment because God's got this. That's... That's pretty, that's pretty exciting, can live in the moment. And, you know, there's all sorts of words. Me, it's the Almighty, my Papa's words. I'm on the wrong page. Flip it over. The hands of God. 
We come to the end there where Christ delivered himself into the hands of God, but before that he had delivered himself. He hadn't been, you know, yeah, sure they came and they arrested him in the garden and they took him away, but he gave himself into the hands of men. He delivered himself into their hands and he went with them and he was beaten and brutally, savagely beaten, savagely accused, all sorts of things that happened and tormented, but he let them do it. He gave himself into their hands because he knew that he was taking that punishment for you and I, and he was going through. But then in the end, Jesus commits himself into the hands of God. You know, I was watching my nephew the other day, and he's almost two, not quite two, and my sister's, my sister's grandson, so her, some of her other kids had taken him and they'd placed him on top of a high shelf, and he was right up there, you know, way up. Too, way too high. They got really high ceilings. And, and you know, a really great 19-year-old uncle had placed Mr. 19-month-old up on this high shelf. And he was up there on the high shelf thinking it was fantastic. And he was up there. And, and, and of course, I know that all of you know this is your favorite song. And he was up there singing um, Baby Shark. You know, I don't, if you don't know that song, don't, don't discover it. But it's a, it's a song that two-year-olds love. And it's um, Baby Shark, Mummy Shark, Daddy Shark and then run away. And so he's up there on this high shelf singing this song and doing all the actions. Well, his dad walked in at two seconds, just, just appeared into the room, and little Aston just saw his dad come in, no warning, no nothing. He just leapt off the shelf towards his dad, and his dad's arm shot out and grabbed him and pulled him into a hug. And I thought, that's leaping off the, that's coming into the hands of God. You know, when we leap, when we stumble, when we fall, that arm of God reaches out and grabs us and pulls us in, leaping in to the hands of God. And that just spoke to it for me, that little boy and that faith and that poor old dad, he didn't have any warning, you know, he just grabbed him. And I thought of Peter, you know, walking on the water and he's walking out there and he's got his eyes on Christ and as he's walking, it's just the awe of walking on water. But then what happens? He takes his eyes off the Lord and he begins to sink. He hasn't got time to say, Our Father who art in heaven. He simply says, Lord, save me. And he goes into the hands of Christ, picks him up, pulls him out of the water, and he's saved. And you and I have that incredible privilege, that incredible calling to live in the hands of God. You know, we look at the death of Christ on the cross and the method for which he died is horrific. But the way in which he died is an incredible example to us. He died by committing his hands, his life, into the hands of God. I was talking to a friend who works up at hospice, and she was telling me that she can tell when somebody dies with a Christian faith and some, when somebody doesn't. She can see the difference. She's worked there for many years. When I was up at hospice and, and Bjorn was passing away, and in the last sort of hour that we had with him, watching him and just recognizing that he was going and it was saying goodbye and giving him permission to go and releasing him to the Lord and praying with him that the, that the Lord would take him into his hands. You know, Bjorn went so quietly, so peacefully, no, none of the things that I've seen in so many others, as he knew with absolute confidence he was going into the hands of God. Then I was there a few weeks, oh no, a few months later with another man, one of my uncles, and he fought and he struggled and he battled 
and he tossed and he turned and he wrestled and he was so, so struggling and so fearful. The difference between when Bjorn died and when this other person died was just an absolute contrast. Now, I'd shared the gospel with him. I prayed with him. I did everything I could to try and share Christ with him. But he died an angry man, and he died, no, no, sorry, he died a fearful man. He did not know the hands of God. Now, I cannot say, and I have no way that I can judge what happened to him or where he went, but to watch the difference. And you know, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He showed us in his life how to live and in his dying how to die into your hands. You know, our dear friend Margaret, who I had, I, you know, I know we all had great respect and love for Margaret. I, I watched her many, many times. She would come to a Sunday night co- uh, meeting, a Sunday night gathering, and Margaret, this, this dear lady that was very refined, who had proper speech, who was just a really lovely, lovely lady, would look around and she would go and sit herself beside the homeless or at a table of people that were so completely opposite to herself. And she would sit with them and she would talk with them. And she was such an incredible example. you know. And they welcomed her and they talked to her. But as she shared her story... And if you don't know her story, go find her book that's up in the library. And I'm not going to tell you her story, but you go find her book. It's up there in the church library, and you read that. And you get to know some of Margaret's story. But she would sit with these people, and she would share her story. And these folk would look at her and say, wow. Because, you know, they were judging her just as much as, as we judge them at times. And they'd hear her story as she shared with them and as she did life with them and shared some of her story and her life and her way. A little, a, little, a, little, a little kind of... Margaret had a son who went to prison. She knew some of the things that these men and these women had been through. And she shared with them. And you know, Howard told us that she died peacefully. Margaret died the same way that she lived. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I watched Bjorn, and I saw, we, we tried every medical thing conceivable. They sent us off for this and that and every other thing, and, you know, right near the end, they were doing punches into his hips and taking bone samples, and at sort of that point, I began to think, why? You know, why? He's going through so much agony with this. I was in there. I, I was in the room watching. It was an amazing procedure until I saw his face, and then I couldn't handle it anymore. But, you know, we have an absolute assurance. Christ's words on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. I don't know what in paradise means. I love today you will be with me. As we live, as we die, we stay in and with him. The example that we have is to run into his spirit, to run into Christ, to God's hands. Will you, will I, 
run into the hands of God and live our lives daily where we are running into the hands of God. I loved the line in the song that we sung today. You see the depth of my heart and you love me the same. You know, there are many, many poems that I remember when I was a young person. The poems that sort of said something like, if you really knew me, you wouldn't want to know me. Those types of um, stories. And here we have a God who really, really knows us. You know, he knows that thought that's deep inside my heart that I don't let anybody else see. And he loves me the same. Our amazing God. Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He lived committing his life into the hands of God He died committing his life and his spirit into the hands of God. There is no safer place to commit ourselves than into the hands of a loving, holy, righteous God. And as we do that on a day-to-day basis, he promises, and this is my favorite verse right through scripture, he promises, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never let you go. You will never be stolen from my hand. I will never leave you. I want daily to commit my hand, my life into the hands of God. And I invite you daily to commit your life into the hands of God. The exciting part is we don't know what he'll do with us when we do that. You know, we don't know where he's going to lead us, what he's going to take us through, the things that we will see and the people that we will meet. But you'll do it in the hands of God. And in the hands of God, he will take you on an incredible journey to incredible places as you live and as you die. And as Jesus died there on the cross with his final words, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he bowed his head and he died. Now you and I know that's not the end of the story, but you have to be here for Easter Sunday to hear that part. Jesus lived his life in obedience to God and obedience to the Spirit and in obedience to Scripture. He had memorized that passage in Psalm as a boy, no doubt. So he knew the words of David about committing his life into the hands of God. My thoughts, in the beginning, God. In the end, God. Into his hands, we commit our life. Father, thank you that we can commit ourselves into your hands. Thank you that you are our God and we are your people. Lead us, I pray. And speak to individual hearts that we would deliberately choose to commit our lives to you. In Jesus' name. Amen.